Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. Thank you for listening to another episode of Let's Talk With Me, Lydia Greengrass Day, Alva Ladejo. Today is a very special day because we are going inside the television industry. We are going inside where where stories are made, things are created, people people can work, and and it's just one of my favorite things. And we're going to be talking to someone very inside on in the in the entertainment industry. But before we go there, I wanted to update all of you on my creative writing prospects. Um, I, of course, have been working on my my story, um, The Stephanie Chronicles. The Stephanie Chronicles, my young adult novel, and I've made some headway with it. You know, last time I, uh, on, on the episode where I talked to um, Mr. Sethman about my creative writing abilities, I had had a couple pages done in which Stephanie had her father's gray suitcase and, and left her stepmother's home and in a very you know, you know, she was in in quite a state and she wanted to get out of there and, and, and she was making her way back to boarding school on the train and she met a, a young gentleman named named Danny Fender who who really made her think about you know, he, he tested her limits. And so here here I have here I have the the next the next little bit and I'd love to share it with you. And and so when we when we last left off, we were on the train and and Danny and Stephanie were talking and we could tell that there was maybe a connection, but that Stephanie was was pulling away. And so I'll just continue continue on here with the next chapter of The Stephanie Chronicles by me, Lydia Greengrass de Abeladejo. The train stopped at Gordon Grove Avenue. Stephanie grabbed her suitcase to depart. She took one last look at Danny and said, Good luck, Danny. I hope you find what you're looking for. 
Danny smirked and ran his fingers through his blonde tendrils that dripped over his forehead like an ice cream over a cone on a summer day. Stephanie stepped off the train where a bus was waiting. She motioned to the driver to give her a moment. He acknowledged. She walked to a phone booth and dialed a number from Hart. Hello? The voice on the other hand of the line was shaking, like something enduring the cold, like someone enduring the coldest winter. Hortense, it's me, Stephanie. I'm sorry for how I left things with you. Hortense's voice steadied. The shaking stopped and you could hear the acceptance in her voice. Go get him, Stephanie. Stephanie smiled as she hung Uh, She hung out the phone. She hung up the phone. She took a moment to steady herself. Back to school I go, she whispered. She stepped onto the bus and lo and behold in front of her, as though a witch had willed him into existence, was Danny Fender. That same smirk. What are you doing here? Stephanie was angry and she didn't know why. I could ask you the same thing. Stephanie cowered. He was good at softening her demeanor. I'm going to school. So am I. Stephanie couldn't believe it. The bus started to move and she was thrown down across the aisle from Danny. How could this be? Danny put on his headphones and some hardcore rock and roll blasted through them. Excuse me, could you turn that down? Stephanie sighed in disbelief as Danny pretended not to hear her. Stephanie knew it then and there. This was going to be a long semester. And I I don't know if I said this up before, but Hortense, of course, was is her stepmother that she got into a fight with earlier in the in the story. And so as soon as she got, I think, you know, to to the train station, she wanted to make amends with that, and and um. And then I just thought it was so interesting that, that Danny, that, you know, she, that way she finds out Danny's actually going to the same school as her because she didn't know that before. But I'm having a lot of fun with this and I hope, hope you are too. And, and, and I'd love to know what you think of Stephanie because she's so, she's such a character in my mind. She's just, she's just got, she's just such a character and I just love writing her and you know excuse me could you turn that down I just love how you know she's very she's based after me but she's she's very much who I would like to be you know I'd like to to be someone that maybe stands up a little bit more that makes it a little more clear to people how I'm really feeling you know you know what are you doing here um I just love the lines that are kind of coming out of me for her. Excuse me. You know, could you turn that down? Um, good luck, Danny. I hope you find what you're looking for. You know, I just, I love the the words that are coming out of her. So not me, but then again, they are because they're coming from inside me. And I'm, I'm just really enjoying doing this. And, and I'll, you know, if you're enjoying them, I'm going to, I'm going to keep writing because I'm, I'm very excited about this. I just see this character going so many places and doing so many things. And, and the more I write these characters, the more, the more 
a part of my life they become. And, you know, I, I, I'll see myself watching TV or watching a movie and I'll go, oh, you know, that might be something Danny Fender might like. If I'm watching a commercial, you know, for, a you know, Coca-Cola, I'll go, oh, that's something Danny, Danny Fender might do, you, you know, so. So let's take this time now to head on over to my, the second part of the podcast where I talk to Martin Yarrow, Marissa Stetton's husband from Web Crawlers, and let's talk to him. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome uh, to another episode of Let's Talk with me, Lydia Greengrass de Alvaro Dejo. And today we have a very special guest. We have we have the the creator, the voice, the mind, the 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 mind behind one of the hottest shows in in the on the television and that's martin garrow from the show blind spot hello martin hello good to be with you today martin this is such a treat because you you are married to marissa stetton and she is uh the melissa melissa oh my gosh i'm so sorry it's okay Melissa. Yeah. What an odd name, Melissa, isn't it? <laughs> I don't is it a, uh, is it an odd name? I think it's a pretty it seems like a very normal name. I mean, it's mm, you know, it's, I guess it's I kind just of don't a, know any. It's kind of the root name for Lisa and Mel, you know, Lisa, Isa. There's, there's a lot of names in that name. Mm, I'm just I guess I know more Marissa's. I know Marissa Sanchez and Marissa um, Deaver and Marissa Tr- uh, Marissa. No, I guess that is a Melissa. Okay, I know one other Melissa. Oh wow. Okay, okay. so I think if you yes. like, it's one of those names. Once you hear, I think you'll hear it everywhere. Mm. Melissa Etheridge. That's right. Or is that Marissa Etheridge? I think it's Melissa. So Martin, you're married to. Melissa, and she yes. is a co-host of the other Erio show, Web Crawlers. And when That's I right. heard that she was married to the a top entertainment, a, a top man in entertainment, I thought, well, I've got to talk to him. I've got because this show was all about talking about and learning and about understanding. Well, I'm I'm thrilled to um, 
spot, help out wherever I can. I'm, you know, uh, we're we're back on the air. Blind spots back on the air. So you know, we're out there just beating that drum. You know, we we air Thursdays at uh, 9 p.m. on NBC. So, so let's hear what the show is. What's the show? What is it? What is the what is the you know what 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 message are you trying to get across? Oh, um, well, have you seen an episode? Have you seen? Have you watched any of it? Or, um, I'm trying to think. Is it? Is it the one? It's not one of the CSIs. It's not one of the CSIs. No, it's it's uh, it's about a woman who um, wakes up in Times Square mm. uh, without any of her memories and is covered <gasps> in these kind of cryptic tattoos. You're kidding. <laughs> I'm not. And she, um, and so she goes out in, you know, they, she has the name of an FBI agent on her back, oh. and that FBI agent doesn't know who she is. And so she, um, and so they're trying to figure out this mystery, she... and they realize these tattoos lead to um, crimes that need to be stopped. And so that's the kind of premise of the show. And oh, I pre- love this. And so this is on the air right now. Yes, we're in our final season. We're in our fifth and final season. Oh no! Uh, no, no, it's good. It's good. We'll we'll have done a hundred episodes by the end, and that's that's a totally great amount of television. That's enough television for for this show. Not every show is built to last forever. So uh, the tattoos that she has, and I'm, you know, is she some? Is she, did, did she get? How did she get them? Well, I don't want right. to. Spoil the show for those of you like yourself who maybe haven't seen it, you know, before. It, it's that's all part of it is slowly uh, unraveling the mystery of where these tattoos come from and what their ultimate purpose is and uh, I who don't know she if is. I get a tattoo because they're so they're so yeah. permanent, you know. They they're are. just so permanent, and I can't well, you imagine. Can, you can have them laser removed now. It's quite a process, but it is. You know, and it, does she do possible. that? She doesn't, no. Does she think about doing it? Does she ever regret that she has them? Um, well, there's certainly a burden, but I think she starts to identify with them pretty heavily, so um, so she doesn't, you know, no, she doesn't remove them. Also, it's a visual kind of, you know, signature of the show, so it would be very weird if she didn't have them, obviously. Hmm. And to have more, I don't, you know... Do you, I, I just, you know, I just, so many people are getting tattoos now. I just wonder yeah. if this, sh- if, if maybe <clears throat> was there an uptick in, in tattoo and tattoo, uh, uh, purchases after you premiered or. I don't know. I, I imagine all I know is we've had a number of fans, you know, get the tattoos on their own body, you know, obviously not the whole, um, You're the kidding. whole thing. But they, we have. Um, she's got a very prominent neck tattoo that's of like a bird, and a lot of a, a number of people have gotten that neck tattoo, um, kind of because they love the show so much. It's a huge neck tattoo, so it's no joke. Like you really got to love the show to get a giant neck tattoo. But it, um, it's very beautiful. Sorry, just got an email really quickly. Oh, yep. Um, 
Okay. Well, a neck, a neck tattoo. Well, that's something else. You know, when I was growing up, you know, if you got a little something on your ankle, you were considered, you know, someone, someone wild, but I just can't imagine getting a tattoo. Sorry, I have to turn off the fan. That's okay. Well, I don't think tattoos have the stigma that they used to have. I mean, every, a lot of people have tattoos now. Hmm. Well, I just know that if my boys came home with with any sort of tattoo, I would be well. I just I'd get I'd get angry. So well, how old Martin, are your How old are your boys? They're eight. Well, yeah, that's too young for a tattoo. Well, how say. old is the, the 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 little girl in the show? She's uh, she's in her late twenties when she starts the show. Oh, okay. I was seeing this as some little, you know, little six or seven year old, you know. Um, okay, I was thinking of it as something. No, something. she's a woman. She's a woman. She's a grown woman. Well, that's good. So at least she had, you know, consent. Because I couldn't if think you, of anything I mean, I can hear you kind of uh, typing away. If you have access to the internet, you can just enter NBC Blindspot Jane Doe, and there there's some images that I'm sure would come up that I think would explain what we're talking about here. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you had to cast someone that had these tattoos that had that that had no. Everything. Well, the the tattoos are designed by us, and so um, they're applied every day to the actress, the uh, Jamie Alexander. Uh, every day she gets the tattoos applied, and so they're kind of like. Um, you know the Cracker Jack tattoos you used to get? Um, oh, gosh. I used Jack. to love those. Yes. Yeah. They're like that. They're just much bigger. Yeah, that would be... That would take up a whole box. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it takes about eight hours for her to do it uh, on, a, on a day where she's it's showing kidding. her whole body. And then... But then just on a regular day, it's about 10 or 20 minutes. And then here's her in some sort of hazmat suit... Must be the COVID related, or was? I think that was an early episode about a plague that back when that sort of thing could just be entertainment. Oh, yes. Oh, I haven't even thought about that. You know, all of the plague, the movies yeah. with the you know that have anything to do with plagues or you know pandemics. It's just going to be so hard to get people to see those kinds of things. And I just think about all the people with ideas that now have to rearrange their their thought process because that's, you know, people don't want to see that, right, Martin? Well, I mean, some of them do. I You know, one of the movies that's doing really great right now is, is Contagion, you know, which is a movie from about 10 years ago that is, everyone is watching it, you know, because they want to, they want to know more about it. So, I don't know, I think there's, there's definitely a point where people won't want to see it in, in media, but I think also right now, I think people are definitely interested about about how other how fictional pandemics have played out if that makes any sense yes so martin this is so interesting to me so you came up with this idea for this television show and then you and 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 now it's a big success and and what does it feel like to be someone whose ideas can kind of come together and can be, you know, how does it feel to be, to be able to get your ideas out into to the open? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a thrill to, I'm just, you know, so lucky to be able to make a living making, um, uh, TV shows. I love TV and, and so it's, it's, uh, I love TV too. Did you you ever see, oh my God, my, well, my favorite television show of all time was a TNT show. It ended in 2016. It was called Rizzolian Isles. Oh yeah. It's so good it is so it is such good oh the writing in it is so good i used to sit and laugh and laugh they are so funny together those two oh. it's two women yeah rizzoli and isles and they both work in the in the the boston you know murder department yeah. and they just get on each other's you know they're friends but they they really go after one another in a really fun way and they're just you know they're back and forth their banter is just so funny and then you know Rizzoli always gets very mad she always gets very you know oh you know she, she she's very uptight I guess you would say and and then Isles is always trying to get her you know to to loosen up and oh it's just so funny when they go after each other it's just have you, have you seen it I haven't I met with I don't know if she was Rizzoli or Isles, but I met with one of the actresses once. Which uh, one? Um, I think her name was Sasha. Um, not Andy well, that, Harmon. Yeah, then it was Isles. Then you okay, met with Isles. Oh, I was met she with Isles. fun? Because in the show, she's a medical examiner. Oh. And in the show, she's and and she just knows, you know, she doesn't. She sees a, a body, or she sees, you know, it doesn't even phase her when she right. sees these things. She's just, you know, because if any of us saw, you know, a dead body, or you know, in the morgue, we'd be, you know, it would be something really spectacular in our lives. And she just, right. you know, oh, I'm just. This is just something. It's part of her day job, and it's just so funny to see how how she she handles herself. I I bet I bet it's a great show. I mean, it, it's it, it so ran for good. a very long time. I, I'm sure it's a really great show. And you know, no one had any. You know, they were just good. They were good. There, there was, there was, there was no swearing, and there was nothing. Right. It was just they were they were having a good time doing their jobs. But there was also some drama in it. There was, uh, you know, but it was really fun to watch. I just enjoyed those two gals. It just reminded me of me with my, you know, uh, girlfriends, you know, just the way we, 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 we can really go after one another in a fun way. Uh, yeah. Now I, Martin, I have a question. Yes. So I've been working on a, novel a young adult oh wonderful um it's called the stephanie chronicles and it's about a young girl named stephanie who meets a a bad boy named danny fender and he um it's a boy it's a boarding school kind of it's it's young adult and it just shows i want to teach you know young adults that I want to share my experience with them in not that I went to a boarding school, but that just my point of view. What if I wanted to put this on the television? What if, what, what would it, how would I go about it? Uh, well, that's a great question. Well, there's a couple of ways you could go about it. I mean, you know, you could finish the book, obviously. And if the book was successful, you know, that would be a great entree into saying, you know, hey, a lot of people are fans of this book. Why don't we? You know, they they love, um, what was her name? Stephanie? Stephanie, the Stephanie Chronicles. 
and the boy was named a Danny Fender. Danny. He's more. He's, yeah. Yes, he's not. He's he comes in and out, but it's more about Stephanie. But Danny is definitely uh, oh. uh, an an antagonist. Ah. Um, because he pulls, he pulls, pushes and pulls a little bit. Okay. So, so you would have those, yeah, people would say, well, I love those characters and I'd love to see them on the small screen or the big screen. And, and then you can, you know, you can take the success of the book that way, or, you know, depending on when in the timeline you want to do that, if the book isn't out yet, you can also come up with a TV pitch about, you know, how you think the TV show would work and about the characters and, you know, about Stephanie and her life and how the episodes would work and what do you think the first season about. And then you could take that out to producers and networks and, and try to get it made as a TV show. And do you think that the world would be open to, you know, you've got your your show with the tattoos and mm-hmm. the, the murders and, and, you know, Brazilian Isles was about murders, too. But, you know, this yeah. is a show that is a very... Or, Sorry, this is a book that is very much about um, a a young woman in the world who's got a good head on her shoulders, who's got a good a, a good path. You know, she doesn't things come her way, but she doesn't she doesn't give in. Uh, she's got a very good will and a very good work ethic, and and so do you think that people would be open to that kind of? Well, I'm sure there's still, you know, they don't have to be murders, but there there needs to be conflict in in storytelling. You know, people people are, get engaged in storytelling through conflict, and so is there. Well, maybe one I day, assume, you know, I assume, she loses her her journal, or you know, and then she finds it. You know, I, she finds it, and she realized she had put it in the wrong place. You know, things the little things like right. that can definitely happen. Uh, maybe well, we gets... talk a lot about in storytelling, and I'm sure you know this. I mean, you know, you know, um, but um, you know, it's about the uh, um, uh, the stakes of the storytelling. You know, the, mm, those mm-hmm. those can be sometimes you know physical stakes, like oh, we're being shot at. You know, uh, but they're also, and more importantly, are emotional stakes. And the emotional stakes of the storytelling that you're doing, you know, needs to resonate with people. They need to see themselves. Uh, in those well, that's what I'm saying. Yes, and that's yeah. what it, and that's what it is, and that's who Stephanie is because Stephanie is a reflection of me, Lydia, and right. she is. You know, they say to write what you know, and she's just, you know, she's a she's a girl who's got it together, and she's, you know, she she things come her way, but she can figure it out, and so I think, you know, well, that could can I be ch- a very Mm-hmm. Could I challenge you, though, uh, uh, just a little bit, you know, which is, you know, yes, absolutely right about what you know. So so why is she at a boarding school if that wasn't maybe your experience in life? Because it's a good visual. Well, it's a book, though, right? So, I mean, anything can be visual, right? Yes, but I just, you know, I think there's something so romantic about I a boarding see. school. Had you maybe, when you were her age, wished, you know, as some sort of, you know, um, wish fulfillment for you or to to, to kind of imagine yourself being in a boarding school? No. I enjoyed my my school experiences, you know. Right. Well, either way, I think think it would be a benefit maybe to you, just in hearing you describe it, just to make sure that there is that kind of... 
um, something for her to overcome, you know, something for her to grow throughout the story and not just be impervious to the happenings of the world, you know? Yeah, I hear you. So, so you think that, yeah, it's, it's something to maybe pursue television wise that the story maybe could, could find itself on, on, you know, I think it would be a great show for CBS or NBC or ABC, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it would be a really positive show, you know, to follow Stephanie. And then, you know, I think it would be really fun for people to, for little girls to go dressed up as Stephanie for Halloween and, you know, what does she, does she have like a very iconic look? That they could dress up as? Put to, she's put together. She's got, she's, you know, I'm sure she she has her uniform, but she's just very... Because, you know, for people dress up as uh, some of our characters for Halloween sometimes, but we, <gasps> oh, you know, we... I love that. But we have a very, there's a very distinct look. So you when you see, you know, she's got this short haircut and the tattoos and, you yes. know, usually like a singlet or something. And so... Is there something that, that Stephanie has? Just like a, it's like a, you know, it's a no sleeve shirt. Um, uh, Ooh. Yeah. Oh. So does, does Stephanie have something like that that they could dress up as? At well, not yet. I mean, right now she's just very put together. And I think yeah. that maybe, I guess I could, I'll, you know, put something in where maybe she wears some sort of golden barrette or something, you know, something that. Yes, something that makes her stand out from from the crowd, or maybe just um, you know, a bobby like a like a like a blue bobby pin, and and the blue bobby pin signifies her, you know, her her stepping into herself, her growing into who you know the woman she wants to become. Well, I notice you keep saying that she's very put together, and I I guess I guess I you know does she have does she have a, a weakness or does she have a flaw? Oh boy! Yes, she does chocolate, chocolate, and uh, sh- chocolate, and she loves talking on the phone with friends. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Those are more. That's more just like some. That's more shading, I guess, to like her likes and dislikes. But it's it's nice if our characters aren't. You know, if they're not perfect and they, again, you know, a lot of storytelling is based on watching a character's journey and their emotional growth and, you know, learning lessons and, and not every show. It's not. Well, it's, maybe it's animated. Maybe it's animated. Well, I think an animated show. That's too. what I'm thinking now. Yeah. So, yes. Martin, so you said this is the final season. What? So what's it like? You know, you you've had you know the show's been on the air for a couple years, and and you've what is it like now to step into the unknown? Um, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, it was sad to to wind it down, but we you know we really felt like it was time to end the show, and we wanted to end it on our terms, and we feel so incredibly grateful that you know NBC gave us the opportunity to do that, and. And now it's on to, to new things, you know. Um, um, this has been a really fun five years for me. And Will the character live on, Martin, in some sort of, you know, is there... I remember when Friends ended. Did you watch Friends? I did, with, yes. Um, 
Jennifer. And when that ended, I remember them saying, oh, well, we can't, these characters are too good. We can't let them, we can't let them die here. We have to, you know, put them in their own show and another show kind of adjacent to friends. And then there was the, the Joey, um, the Joey show and the Chandler show. Is there some sort of, um, a spinoff? You know, no, there's no, show for, there's no yes. spinoff plan. Yes. There's spin-off. no spinoff plan, uh, as of yet. Was there a Chandler spinoff? I just remember the Joey one. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember the Chandler. But yeah, there's no spinoff plan. The, the show is very self-contained and, and ends, um, you know, and there's no plan to do anything additional with the characters. I mean, there's always, you know, there's, there's a big fan fiction community, um, so I'm sure the characters will Ooh. live on in, in fan fiction, but nothing, nothing official. Oh, I love that. I just think that's so great that, you know, you touched people's hearts in a, in a way, you know, which I hope the Stephanie Chronicles does, where people can read it and then go, oh, I wish I could have seen Stephanie get, you know, get by, you know, buy the, buy the computer she wanted, or I wish, you know, she would have, she would have bought that coat when she went to the mall instead of leaving it there. And then they can go on that journey with their own fiction, fictionalized. Version. Yeah. It's very exciting to watch, um, you know, uh, fans of the program, you know, expand the world in their own way. Um, you know, to get Stephanie that uh, coat and computer, I guess. And are you wearing a mask when you go out? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Oh, I love to hear that. And here, so I'm just looking at some pictures here of Blind Spot, and it takes place in the future. Uh, no, it is set. It's set today. I'm, you know, or it was a little bit, you know, obviously it doesn't take place in the world of coronavirus, but it, it's, it's a modern, it's a modern show. Oh, I'm just seeing so many images of, of, you know, it's of, of computers right. and, 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 you know, blues and whites. And I just, whose idea was it to kind of set it in this dystopian future? I'm sorry. It, it's not, it's not set in the uh, future. It's set in the, it's set in the present. It started, the show started in 2015 oh. and kind of ends in, in uh in early um, 2020 and um yeah so it takes place it takes place now and and i think maybe the things you're seeing are maybe our fbi set which is you know there's lots of big screens and was there i'm sure Rizzoli and Isles, you know they used computers and, and stuff to help them solve crimes yes but it was very much it's it was very much in the present it right. was very much like, you know they're just at the precinct they're just at the headquarters and you know but you know what i think it was is because your yours yours takes place in new york yes. and uh Rizzoli and Isles took place in boston gotcha. and so i'm sure there's very different facilities and very different ways of doing things especially since you know yours your your show is is you know more futuristic well it's not so really martin yes what can people expect from this coming season you know pretend i'm someone who's um you know pretend i'm johnny johnny no name and i'm going well why should i watch this why should i you know give me the give me the reasons i should i should turn on my television and and check this sh- this television show out well, it's a um, it's a great 
celebration of blind spots. So, you know, it's a, it's only 11 episodes long. Also, we're bringing back kind of every everyone's favorite guest star uh, to kind of come make a, a one last appearance on the show. Um, the episode that's airing. Oh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus? No, she's not. Um, I love her. She's great. She's really great. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. She is so funny and fun. And I just feel like I could just, you know, sit down and, and talk with her for hours and we would just laugh. I bet that's true. She seems like a very nice person. and Yeah. yeah. But she'd be good on this show. You should get her on because she would be, she'd be fun on this show, I think, you know. Mm. Well, Martin, this is so wonderful that I got to talk to you. I feel like I've been to the Oscars. I feel like I've been to the the Tony Awards and all of all of them well, combined. I feel so grateful that you were able to talk with us. I'm sure people are going to love the insight you have and I'm sure they're going to love the show. Well, thank you thanks for having me. It's always um a pleasure to uh you know, we love the Urios network obviously and so and Melissa was uh, was was happy to offer Melissa. me up. To, Melissa, yes, Melissa was happy to have me do this show. She loved having you on on their show. Oh, that's sweet of her to say. Well, tell her, give her my best. Give give the cast and the the, the everyone that worked on the show my best. And I I wish you many years of good luck and 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 a safe a safe uh, experience with the pandemic. Thank you, and for those of you that want, uh, Blind Spot airs. Uh, Hi, Thursday. sorry I'm late. <laughs> Still getting used to these. <laughs> you didn't tell me we were running as mallard ducks. Well, I haven't built up my foot muscles you know, to the point where I could run barefoot. We'll chip in and buy you some shoes. Well, early humans ran very comfortably without shoes. Research has proven that the barefoot strike pattern is much less stressful. You talking Google? Stressful. Rizzoli and Isles, series premiere July 12th at 10, only on TNT. So, thank you everyone, and thank you, Martin, and thank you for listening to Let's Talk With Me, Lydia Kaczkowski. Bye. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 